What's that say? Listen to our cheer. <laughs> Come on, yeah. And go ahead, go with it. Go with it. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We're back with another episode of the Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast. You guys know the vibes. I'm here with Jason, co-host. We're missing, again, our host, Cole. He's MIA, injured reserve. Back he goes. Cole is preparing uh, for his baseball game <laughs> this Friday. Yeah, he's yeah. out there hitting dingers, hopefully. Making errors <laughs> all over the field. That's the Mets song. <laughs> and then, of course, myself, Wes, formerly known as Intern Wes, as you guys know. If you've been following us, go check out the previous episodes from last season if you haven't. Um, but, yeah, here we are once again, just Jason and I today. In the studio here in downtown Bartow, beautiful day out. Weather's getting cooler. Those cool nights, cool those, a bit, those cool it? nights on Friday, I, I love it. Well, let, we got when it's it. not raining. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it'll be a cool night Friday night in Lake Gibson. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, you ready to get into it? I'm ready. Game well, week. I mean, big it's game, game week. week. Big game week. <laughs> what are we gonna do, man? I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, win. <laughs> Shots fired, right? Yeah, but no. Uh, if you guys didn't listen to a previous episode, previous episode, if I could speak, uh, with uh, King Teb, as he called himself, with uh, extra media, feel free to go check that out. Um, get a better feel as, as far as what we're going into this week. Um, and even if you don't, it's okay. We appreciate it either way. Uh, but we talked a bit about this week's matchup, and we're gonna talk about it a lot today. Because as Jason said, it is game week. We're going up Big against the Lake Gibson Braves, who I believe are now two and three or three and three. I think they're three and. I don't yeah, recall. So. Jason's going to double check. Um, but nonetheless, they they've had quite the season. Uh, one of the favorites here in Central Florida. Uh, they've kind of been all over the place in terms of their opponents. You know, as everyone knows, they had an opponent out in Valdosta, Georgia, and the game was on ESPN and had all this hype. Around them, unfortunately, they fell short towards the very end of the game. It was a bit of a nail biter, and then they come back to uh, come back home, and shortly soon after, beat one of the sort of powerhouse teams for as long as we can remember in the uh, Lakeland Dreadnoughts, um, which I believe I heard something about them not beating Lakeland in like thirty or forty years. Something ridiculous. I believe it. Something I believe ridiculous. It for sure. That was a big rival game, and. I don't think it's been done, like you said. So. Yeah, I mean, and coincidentally, that's about as long as Coach Castle has been there. So, um, I mean, it may not have uh, – the last time they beat him, Coach Castle may not have even been the coach, yeah, for all we know. That's possible, for sure. Uh, Lake Gibson, though, I- I've put some feelers out, and uh, <laughs> I'm feeling better about the game. Okay. For uh, Bartow. For Bartow. <laughs> I- I'll give my score prediction at the end, but I'm feeling better than I did last week at this time. Okay. And for those of you that are listening out of the state, we appreciate you in the country. Yep. Um, Much Bartow, love. Bart, uh, just in case you don't know, Bartow didn't play. We had a bye last week. That's right. Uh, come to find out, so did Lake Gibson. Oh, uh, really? They had a COVID game, which. Oh, I'm, that's right. Yeah. I'm looking at their ske- their record since you asked, they're four and three, but Bartow's okay. four and two. Interesting. So I don't know if they're counting their preseason because they, they didn't play a game. And we yeah. had a buy as well. That's a little and, odd. Um, maybe, we're we're maybe. missing something. Or, I mean, it is max preps. No, so. This is true. I was looking at some other stats on max preps to be prepared for today, and I was like, really? <laughs> it had uh, 
Well, I'll get into it since I brought it up. One of the interesting things that I was looking at, I just went through the stats of the players, and this is something that popped out. I mean, we had on the defense, defensive side of the ball, we've had eight players playing all six games. Mm. And five of five players playing five games. Okay. Um, and that's on the whole team. All right. So you would think most teams are going to have, you would hope you have 11 people that played in all six. Yeah, and certainly. And you see it break down to, you know, a couple games where the, the twos get in. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, we had nine players playing all six games. Some consistency. So, but then I, you know, I was getting to look at it, and then Graydon only played in three. I'm like, I don't remember Graydon being out this year. No, uh, I think he had an ankle issue earlier in the season potentially, um, but even then he may have been out for a game or two. No, um, I think I recall. So, nothing, nothing. Looking at the stats, there's nothing you know that we didn't talk about last week. So, like Wes said, if you if you didn't listen, go back and listen to that episode. I it, was it was a darn good one, great episode that we we put out last week. Great content. But this week, you know, just I want to ask you, if you're coaching Bartow, you've seen Bartow now enough over the last two years. Yeah. If you're if you're the coach and you're going up against Lake Gibson, what is West doing offensively? On the offensive side of the ball, what is going to be your focus in this game? I mean, I think I think we're just going to focus on our strengths and, and match our strengths to their strengths and just outdo them. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just going to have to be that, that way. Um, I, I don't know that there's necessarily because we don't know uh, specific weaknesses uh, amongst Lake Gibson. I mean, every team has has their weaknesses. Uh, we just don't know where that's at, and I'm sure the players probably do as they're studying tape and film throughout the week, um, just as our opponent and the Braves are uh, with Bartow and, and figuring out our weaknesses on defense and such. But I mean, if they, if for example, obviously they got a three-star running running back committed to the University of Utah and Jalen Glover who's been running all over teams all season long. You know, if, if that's what they're coming uh, to do, then I, I think we do the, the same thing with Omarion Baker and Jordy. Uh, I believe you and Teb mentioned uh, that you would love to see a heavy dosage of those two guys, uh, maybe even get Daryl Davis on some snaps as well. And, and we, just sort of, we just sort of try and match that intensity. Um, and more so than just match, outdo it. Outdo them. Outdo them. Who would you say? Daryl Davis? Yeah. Okay. Or not Daryl Davis. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, of uh, Deontay Landrum. Deontay Landrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> but I just want to make sure. Um, what Defensively, what do you think on that? Defense, I mean, the obvious I mean, thing is load the box and stop Glover. Certainly. And then from what Teb said, and, and by no means obviously is, is Teb a, a coach, although I know we all like to think we're coaches sometimes. Um, I mean, I don't know. I kind of lost trade, lost trade of thought there. But more so, just focus on these playmakers. You know, we, we know who they are. Um, the players know a little more of, of who they are um, and their abilities and, again, their strengths and weaknesses. And we just got to prepare for that. Um, it's no secret that, again, running back Jalen Glover is going to try to do his thing, and, and we just have to be there to stop. And if not stop, which, as Tab mentioned last episode, you're not going to stop you got to limit. You got to suppress. Uh, I think if we do that, and then we, and here's my thing too, we got to be able to capitalize. If we're getting stops, whether whether it's turnover on downs, they're punting the ball, or we get a, a, an interception and a fumble, et cetera, we got to capitalize because 
if we if there's one thing we know about this Lake Gibson team is that they're going to score. Um, I think the lowest they scored this this week or not this week rather, but this season has been 14 against a, a powerhouse team in Riverview, Sarasota. Um, or Sarasota Review, however you say yeah, that team names. But, uh, I always let you just say it. I, yeah. It sounds funny. Yeah, nonetheless, they're, they're going to score the ball. And, you know, and we, I mean, quite frankly, as, as bland as it may sound, we just got to score more than they do. I mean, uh, it's that simple, huh? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, I don't, gotta I don't, stop them, gotta score. I don't, I don't think there's, there's, there needs to be any sort of like complex game plan going into this. I, I'm sure there may be individuals out there who would sort of outthink this situation, um, but I do think it's relatively simple in terms of game plan. Now, as far as actually executing it, I'm sure that's where things get a little complex. Um, and you got to figure out where you want to play certain players uh, and so on and so forth. All right, so let, let me ask you another question. If this was uh, – well, I'll go – Florida, LSU this week. You may see some plays that Florida runs against LSU that you haven't seen all year if you're a Gator fan. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Bartow has that capability to have new stuff in for the, for this game and that, that they've been working on all year just to bring out now that they don't have on tape? Yeah, certainly. I think um, it happens on all levels. Um of, of ball in terms of high school, college, and the NFL is, and, and I see it more so in the NFL after a team, whether they win or lose against one team, like for example, the Cleveland Browns, they just lost to uh, the Chargers and they pulled out this crazy play. And I don't know if it was for a two point conversion or not, but they stole it from the previous week when they played the Kansas City Chiefs or two weeks ago where this the quarterback snapped the ball Right, and then he he rolls out one way, and sort of hit a wide receiver, a tight end, maybe an, a, the running back, whoever. They kind of all roll one way, and a tight end or fullback will kind of sneak right in front of them, but not sort of bait all the way out to the right, which is what all those players are doing. They're sort of baiting out to to one side of the end zone, and he sort of just underhands it, tosses like I've seen Patrick Mahomes, and I'm sure many people know what I'm talking about. I've seen him kind of run that play several times, and you know, then you see Cleveland do it, and, and it's a success. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if we've kind of done that before. Um, I, I feel like I recall us doing that at some point this year, but, I, I mean, I could be wrong. So, I mean, that that's what I'd be doing as well, you know, if I'm a coach for a team is if I see something that works, why why not? Why not try it myself? Why not add to, to the arsenal, you know? Why not? I'm pretty sure that, that Coach Rob has put in some new plays for this week. I would, yeah, I don't even want to say new plays for this week. I feel like there'll be some plays called this week that we haven't seen. Yeah, that they've they've been running them, but in practice. Yeah, certainly. And I mean, I know I've I've talked quite a bit about the run from not only Bartos side, but like, look, I really do. I hope we air it out. I hope I hope we do. As Teb said in the previous, uh, I hope we air it out too. I, I hope we air it out. I hope we onside kick. I hope we fake punt. I hope we do everything we need <laughs> to do. I hope to see it all. I hope we do everything we need to do. I, one of the biggest things for me is is my score prediction got closer. However, I do not think we are built to to play a game like they played on ESPN. No, I don't think we're built to win forty five to forty or you know something like that. I just not, yeah, not a, not a, maybe not in this game. So, I think it's very important that we don't we come out fast. 
to come out, you know, playing far too ball and, and strong. Be disciplined. Play play discipline. That's what I found out doing some inside investigating reporting over here. <laughs> I uh, I know somebody from the GIP, and uh, they're very undisciplined. Mm. Is what I'm getting. Okay, so, I could see that. So maybe you know, egos we, and yeah, stuff. We've talked about their their talent on paper. So you guys know that they've got a decent quarterback, um, good receiver, one of the best DB in the nation. Yeah, if I'm not hearing. one of yeah, uh, a, one of the best defensive linemen in the state. No, that would be that's over at Lakeland. Oh, that kid. The, yeah, then he, he just, just signed to Oklahoma. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. it was Lakeland. Gabriel uh, Brownlow Dindy. But uh, nonetheless, they got great players over there, but very undisciplined. New coach. Yep. So that, first year coach. Um, first year head coach for sure. I'm not sure if, like you said, if he was a coordinator last year. Or he was with them before. I just don't know what his position was. Okay. So yeah, you know, I'm getting that that they're a little undisciplined. So you Barto players, we need to be focused, be disciplined. But maybe there's some opportunities for us to get some 15 yard flags. <laughs> <this week. laughs> now, by no means do we need to rely on that to happen. No, we can't do that. Obviously, we gotta we gotta play our ball and do our thing. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, we just got to capitalize, man. Any and all opportunities, especially if, if we're in the red zone, we got to get points. I don't care if it's a field goal or not. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the preference there is to get into the, into the uh, end zone. But if we got to get three, we get in th- we got to get three then, yeah. you know. I don't want to go for it on, on fourth and four, fourth and five. Um, as much as it would be great to convert that, it's sort of 50-50, you know, hypothetically anyways. Um, the percentage is probably much lower than that as far as going for it on fourth down and in the uh, in the red zone. But we got to just take our points, capitalize on these opportunities because we don't know that we're going to get them all game. I'm interested to see this this cornerback that's so highly rated. Yeah, if they're going to move him around the field and and mark up, you know, one on one, you know, they, they decide they want to take uh, Simpson out the game or they want to take Graydon out the game. Or are they going to leave him on one side of the field all game and let Barto kind of dictate who's manned up on him? Yeah, I could I could see them doing some some especially this player individually. Um, I, his name slips in my head at the moment. It'll it'll come back at some point, but I I could see him doing some film study as we as we mentioned a minute ago and and sort of seeing who's maybe getting the most targets or rep, uh, receptions and sort of just sticking to uh, practically eliminate or attempt to eliminate. Uh, that receiver, you see team, and I know this is at the biggest level of football, that being the NFL, but you see uh, defensive backs like uh, Jahir Alexander of Green Bay and Jalen Ramsey of the Rams, you see those kind of elite uh, defensive backs do that, you know, to just eliminate that top target for the opposing team. Hopefully Lynn's got time to throw the ball. One of the things that I'm I'm hoping to see, I talked about creativity and all that, and and. We'll put a disclaimer out. You mentioned earlier about Teb last week. None of us are professionals. Nope. We're podcasters. (laughs) Far from it. Uh, We're Monday morning quarterbacks or whatever you want to call it. Armchair. Armchair quarterbacks. (laughs) Uh, But that's what makes this fun. That's what makes high school football, college football, NFL football fun is is talking about it, debating it. Yeah, of course. Um, I would like to – you mentioned – Letting Lynn and Ted mentioned letting Lynn air it out this week. Yeah, I like to see it too. I hope we give them time to throw the ball. I did notice our center in street clothes walking on during practice the other day, hoping he's going to play. But you know they're just saving them. Hopefully, 
Yeah. Um, but you know, the injuries are definitely starting to, to get us a little bit, but, um, what was I saying? What was I thinking? You, you mentioned injuries and, and, uh, Oh, well, none of us, yeah, none of us are, are, you know, professionals at this, but I think there's an opportunity for some double moves. Okay. And I would like to see us go after that kid. Don't, don't not throw his direction because he's the number one DB in the nation. Yeah, certainly. Don't let them take one of our players out of the game and shrink the field down for us. Right. Don't give him the Deion Sanders status. Yeah. Double. Now, like you said, he's watching film and he's preparing. You know, and we've talked about some of the routes that we see Bartow running and how kind of the same routes and what we're hitting on and having success. Mm-hmm. So, like that 15-yard post – I like to see that 15 yard post in the corner, mm-hmm. pump fake, you know, and just doing, or maybe that, you know, that little hook, pump fake, boom, you know, just just doing a little something else to 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 play them off you a little bit and give you a little bit of room there. But I don't know, I'm no, I, you know, I suck <laughs> at Madden, so I don't even know what I'm talking about here. No, I, I get it. You you just want to sort of see something different. You want to see something. I mean, we all do. We want to see something that works, okay? Because uh, we've certainly, we have, what, two losses now in the season. Uh, so we've certainly seen a lot of things that don't work. But simultaneously, some of these things that don't work, they work for different teams. Uh, again, that's some, one of the things I initially mentioned is sort of strengths and weaknesses, and we got to identify that. And hopefully they're doing that sort of as we speak or throughout the week up until game day. Game day is identifying that, maybe looking at a, a, and analyzing some of these, these losses that uh, the Braves have suffered this, this season and capitalizing on, on those weaknesses and whether it seems that their run defense just is iffy. So we just run the rock a little more or, or pass defense and so on and so forth. Mr. Uh, Lowry, you're on notice. <laughs> Baker, you're on notice. This is y'all's game. Yeah. And Lynn, of course, we yeah. we know that in the offensive line and the defensive. I mean, the whole team is not <laughs> one person, but yeah. I think we got to run Lowry, run Lowry, run Lowry, run Bait, rest Lowry. I mean, you got to play both ways, and they're just going to suck it up this game. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. Pickle juice, mustard on the sideline, <laughs> whatever we got to do. Uh, that that's another name that just came to my mind is uh, Sam McCall, uh, commit to Florida, then. Uncommitted, committed to yeah, I FSU. I don't like him. <laughs> Sam McCall. I don't five like five star athlete uh, plays receiver and safety. If I'm not mistaken, it'll it'll be interesting to to I, see him match up with uh, with Jordy. I was looking forward to following his senior year, but uh, <laughs> not anymore. But oh, and uh, Cormani McLean. That's the defensive back. Um, I, it would take too long for me to pull it up as far as where he's at on the charts. Um, I don't know if he's maybe taking a few steps back. Maybe he's taking a few steps forward. I just haven't really kept up with him. Uh, but I know he's very talented. He has a couple picks throughout the season already. I think he might have a couple that that got taken back to the house for six as well. So um, I've heard him of him, um, and I think I, I've seen a clip as well on social media. Uh, follow our Twitter page at BJB underscore podcast. Uh, we appreciate it. But uh, I've seen a, a clip on social media from, of Cormani McLean. But I, I've seen a clip of him running some routes uh, at the wideout position too. So it'll be interesting to see. So let's go through some of this for the fans that will be either listening on the radio at WBF or at the game in Lake Gibson. Um, oh, I just had it up and I lost it. 
that McLean kid that you just brought up, he is actually a junior. So he's the number one junior cornerback mm. in the nation. Well, there you have it. So that's pretty interesting. So he'll be around next year. We'll have fun with that. But he <laughs> is uh, number seven. So look out for number seven on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. He's not only a cornerback, but he's a wide receiver athlete. Mm-hmm. He's 6'2", 175 pounds. And let's look at his stats. And obviously we're we're, we're mentioning a lot of these playmakers. Um, obviously seven. those seven. – go ahead. Well, it's just a seven catches for 65 yards. Yeah, those, those aren't the only guys or, or the solo guys who are going to always win you the ball game. Obviously, it's it's a team game. It's going to take a team effort. You know, those guys can do all they want. But if, for example, the O-line or the D-line or who the quarterback isn't executing, then, then nothing's going to fall into place for you. Now, and, and the battles of the tape that we looked at, you know, it's pretty even for the stats for these two programs, except when it comes to the rushing yards per game. And that's, of course, with the three-star Utah re- recruit yeah. lover. Mm-hmm. He's averaging seven or 201 yards a game, where we got Baker averaging 72. Yeah. So that just – but, you know, <laughs> they're just running Glover the whole game. So, you know, so – At least that's what we're hearing. Yeah, that's – but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the kid play, and I'm looking forward to seeing what a three-star running back looks like. Yeah, I it just like to me Jordy's a. I mean, he doesn't even play running back, and he's a three star running back. I mean, like, but I'm not. I don't do this for a living, right? You know, so <laughs> these rivals and two four seven and all this stuff, they know way more than me when it comes to these rankings. But a, a kid running like he's run this season and last season, Glover, and only being a three star and getting recruited by the Utes, it's not like. It's Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. you know. So, he, yeah. From from what the the tape that I've seen, um, my just one initial opinion I have on him, obviously that's that's good. Is like his his center of gravity and balance is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I know he's not the biggest dude on the field, um, certainly not the tallest, but like, and and that's kind of what helps him. And that you've seen that from backs, um shorter backs in the NFL throughout history. Uh, one of the best ones right now um, is Austin Eckler. Uh, he's just built in real short um, in the center of, of gravity. Like I say, it's just unbelievable. Like he'll take hits down low, some up high, and just the ability to stand and, and, and not really just immediately fall to the ground like maybe some of these taller uh, backs um, on sort of any and all levels of football. I mean that's that's just one thing I've noticed. There's certainly a, a lot of things that that obviously form together to make a, a three star athlete, regardless of position. Well, I don't know if you're gonna need to know what his number is because you're gonna be able to tell he's the one running the ball. But yeah. he's number twenty three. He's five foot nine, two hundred and five pounds. They have him listed as a PG senior point guard. He's a point guard. <laughs> Max Preps has him as a point or either a point guard or a pulling guard. I don't uh-huh. know. <laughs> Max Preps is fun, man. Yeah, it's only as good as the information put into it. Yeah, that's for certainly. Sure. <laughs> We've mentioned that countless times. Shout out to everybody who puts information in because I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, but we appreciate you. Uh, nothing else is jumping out at me at this game. The. The Barto thing with the the players and and how many injuries and you don't get injury reports in high school and you don't really like uh, Dante Hall is another one yeah he's only played in three games 
Yeah, he's sort of vanished, and I don't I don't know what's necessarily going on. He was he's a big time playmaker, to be yeah. honest. I mean, it could be COVID. It could be he's hurt. He could be out there and it's just not being updated, and we don't know. Yeah. So we apologize for that, but we do the best we can. You want to get into some predictions? Why not? Let's do it. Um, let's start we, out with what Teb had. King Teb had about, last week. Let's take a step back one more time and go with what Max Preps okay. said. Okay. Max Preps. I wonder if it changed from last week. I don't know. Let's see. I, I have it written down, so we're about to find out. All right. Well, what is I, Max Preps' prediction? It does look like it changed a little bit. Oh. Max Preps, I don't know. I don't remember. Max Preps is bar two, 33, Lake Gibson, 25. 25? 25.4. It was 33.29 okay, so last they, week. They got bar two pulling away. They huh. kicked the field goal on the fourth. That's what they <laughs> said. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so nonetheless, they're they're sticking with Bartow. I I would love to know how how that sort of. What was what your, I, have I, we been looking at? What have you been writing down the max prep scores and comparing like the final scores? No, I just uh, did this one time because I was a little in shocked at the score initially. We need to check that out the rest of the week to see if they if they are beating us. Yeah, or even close to or accurate. Clo- yeah. <laughs> I hope they're right. Yeah, yeah, I think we all do. Um, but as you mentioned, old King Teb, who was in the building last week, he had a prediction of 28 to 24 in favor of the Yellow Jackets. 28-24. So Teb's rolling with the Yellow Jackets in a close one. Um, I believe, like we've kind of mentioned multiple times now, he, he thinks there's going to be a lot of airing out. Um, I, I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll certainly see some, but... I, I can't, I mean, what works, works. And, I mean, if that's running the ball, it's running the ball. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to necessarily see that. Obviously, uh, if running or passing isn't working naturally, they're going to kind of lean more towards the other side um, and start passing or running, vice versa, whatever's not working for them, of course. So, we'll we'll see. On Facebook, we had Jamie Sowers with a 35-7 to late Gibson score. 35-7? to Thirty-five-seven. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Cole. Let me see. Thirty-five-seven. Mm. Cole got a prediction in. Cole got his prediction Despite in. Despite being in MIA, let's see it. Twenty-eight, twenty-four, Barto. What? He rolled with the same score as King Tub. Interesting. I, and I don't know if he remembered that. He gave that to me in text. Just a few minutes ago. So, really? Yeah, so that's interesting that they had the same score. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he went back and watched it back. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say again? Producer Jan with a score prediction. Oh, wait a minute. I'm getting everybody on here. Let's see. What do we what do we got from Producer Jan? Producer Jan, twenty one to twenty Barton. Ooh, another close affair. Man, I'll tell you what, besides besides Jamie's score. <laughs> <laughs> if it's any of these other ones or even close, I'm a, I, it's, I guess it'll be a good day for us. I'm going Lake Uh-oh. Gibson 30, Barto 21. Ooh. Lake Gibson takes it by 11. That's nine. Man, your math is horrible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> just not, not going to argue that one. Um, but nonetheless... So we got everyone's predictions minus mine. I'm about to get into mine. What was I about to mention? Oh, 20, 21 points from, from Bartos, which you're giving them. 
where do you think the majority, if not all of these points come? Well, from my score prediction, 31-20, I'm hoping that what I we cannot get down big early. It's like the Florida-Alabama game I told you. I said, Florida's got to be in it. What, what, what did we do? We got down big early. Yeah. And then we came back and battled, but we just could never get there and lost by, what, three, two, something like that? Yeah, very close. So I kind of see that kind of going the same way. Um, I hope not. I hope that Barto can survive the wave, if you will, at the beginning <laughs> of the game. The emotions, the crowd at senior night, their homecoming was last week. It got canceled, so they had their homecoming activities, uh, you know, dance or whatever but they didn't have anything on the field so is this bartow or lake gibson lake gibson oh wow so it's senior night so you you know it's senior night Ooh. you got a district opponent coming in you haven't played in a while i don't know when the last there time was, bartow there, lake gibson played there, let's add that there was certainly a bit of talk last season between these two teams yes there was a lot um, of talk and some 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 of the players wanting to kind of schedule a matchup yeah. which i've never i'm sure it's happened but i've never really seen or witnessed that like just uh, we got to play this team. Let's reschedule, and it happens, you know. But well, there was been a year; it would have been last year. There, yeah, certainly, there was definitely a bit of talk on social media, especially on our Twitter page, uh, in regards to that. And I mean, it it didn't happen, but I wouldn't have been surprised simultaneously. But nonetheless, we're here months, if not a year later, and it's happening. Um, and with that being said, uh, myself, I'm gonna roll with Lake Gibson, forty-two to twenty-one. Ooh. 42 to 21. Listen, you might have another dub in, on this one. Maybe. We'll see. But, we'll see. But, but Bartow, you guys listening, I know I was hard on you last week. I'm still hard on you this week. I didn't pick. Always. I didn't pick you guys. But I still love you. I want you to win. I want to be wrong because it really doesn't matter. Yeah. On our end, uh, I mean, uh, who's right or wrong? We're, we go to these games to see you guys win, ultimately. <laughs> I'm giving up my son's baseball game to, go to watch y'all play. So, um, absolutely, I'll be there whole with my orange and blue on, rooting for you guys. And and I think you can do it. One of the things that I'll bring this up, not looking forward, but, you know, we got – we've talked about the gauntlet. Yeah. Lake Gibson, <laughs> Lakeland, a breather at Jenkins. That was for you, Mr. Edmund. And then uh, <laughs> Lake Wales. Yeah. So the Lakeland and Lake Wales game, you bar two players, you're going to be in for two teams that are coming in here to destroy you. Yeah. You know, you, you, danced, Embarrass on, you. you danced on the field last year at Lake Wales. They're coming for you. Yep, and yep. they're having a solid year. The last time we played Lakeland, I believe the last time we played Lakeland was in bar two, and we beat them. Really? Yeah. Now we may, we may have went there. I don't I, before we started covering the program, mm-hmm. but I don't think so. I gotta look that up. The last time I know the last time Bartow played Lakeland in Bartow, Lakeland lost, and wow. it wasn't even a a great Bartow team. Huh. So this was prior to Tate. So of course you know that you <laughs> <laughs> was okay. here for his year one. Yeah. So. They're coming to destroy us. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't played Lake Gibson in a while. Yeah. But it's their senior night. And there's a lot of talk rolling into this. Yeah. So you've got your hands full, guys. But this is why we play the game. This is why Wes and I play. This is why we podcast now. This is why 
player, our coach's coach. Yeah. Is for when the lights are on at the biggest, brightest moment. It's for these moments. And, <laughs> and this is why you play for moments like this. So Lynn and, and uh, Graydon and Simpson and Baker and Lowry and Hall and Boss and Wild Bill, like this is it. Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> this is why I love when he goes off the field and gets hyped. <laughs> he gets the whole crowd going. It's hilarious. But hopefully next week when we're sitting here this time next week, we'll be talking about a Barto victory and how wrong we were and how they shocked the, shocked us. That's going to be – that would be the greatest feeling. But either way, uh, one of these next two weeks, we got to get a dub. That's right. We, so, I mean, we just got to. We just, just got to get one. <laughs> one out of two. Certainly. Any last words? Uh, No. Good luck to our guys this week. Uh, obviously, we'll be out there. At, uh, I figured out the name, The Reservation. The reservation. I know, not a, not much of a surprise, uh, but nonetheless, we'll see you guys out there. Good luck, uh, roll tide, and uh, let's 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 get this. I hit the wrong button again. <laughs> it's all right. Jason's trying to figure it out. First call when you need them. Right. <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody, and thank you to our sponsor, Holiday Inn Express of Bartow. Make sure you check out the Holiday Inn Express of Bartow for all your needs for your family coming. Or you just want to get away for a night. <laughs> it's a good old bar, too. Check them out. Holiday Inn Express. We appreciate it. See you guys. <laughs>